At YU Financial, we train agents to use insurance in a way that helps clients affordably create and protect assets or get out of debt while using every dollar more efficiently. For more information on becoming an agent or a client, check out the first episode of YU Short Stories featuring myself, CJ Francis Aranini, or check out our website at yufinancial.co. That's the letter Y, the letter U, financial.co, not .com. And now to this week's episode. Welcome to YU Short Stories, presented by YU Financial, with your host, C.J. Francis Aranini. Welcome to this week's episode of uh, YU Short Stories. Today, we've got my friend, Manny Mocha. How you doing, boss? I'm good, brother. How you living? Doing well, doing well. What do you do? Uh, it's interesting because I do a few different things. Photographer first, and then turned into a cinematographer and then turn into an editor. So I'm all three of those things. As of recently, getting into, you know, more of the consultant side of things, but we can talk about that later. Okay, so you pretty much do media. Basically. Okay, so, you know, when you say you do, you're a photographer, you're a videographer, a cinematographer, um, in what capacity? Because some people might do that and they're just using their iPhone and they're out there taking pictures of nature. What do you do and who do you work with? Okay, so I started off as a Nikon shooter, D7000, simple camera. You know, just taking pictures of everything. I, it didn't matter what it was. And then as time went on, got into more of the Sony cameras because I was doing video and photo at the same time. And at that time, portraiture was something that was huge for me because I love people. You know what I'm saying? I like talking to people. I like being around people. And um, portraiture was a way to kind of, you know, show people's uniqueness and display that to other people and show people's beauty at the same time because a lot of people don't think that they look good, Right. And they're like, oh, I can never look like a model or never take a picture or whatever. And I love showing people that, hey, you know, you're unique in what you got going on. And that's beautiful. Right. And then from there, I picked up more cinematography and video because I like storytelling. And more than that, I love cars. Mm-hmm. And I got really into automotive commercials and things like that. I was like, oh, I really want to do something like that. It took me a while. I mean, I started working with, you know, brands like Nike and Puma and Reebok, and I started doing some restaurants like Jean Georges and Maita, and you know, then I got connected with L'Oreal and started working with YSL Beauty and all kinds wow. of stuff. And then that eventually led me to Yas Marina Circuit in Abu Dhabi. Yas Marina Circuit is where the F1 championships take place every single year. Did that for the first time back in 2019, I believe. First freelancer to ever do video content for the circuit during the F1 championships. Hired a team of seven people, fell in love with the atmosphere. They brought me back again because we did a dope job during COVID. Uh, did that again. And through that, I've done some of their branding work for their experiences with Aston Martin and Porsche. Um, I missed the Ferrari time because, you know, I had another job going on. <laughs> but I love the art of motion pictures. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just, it's fun for me. So a theme I'm seeing with a lot of the people that are on this show, uh, they refer to their passion as art. Um, something that I think I'm, I'm pretty interested in understanding, at least from you, is when did you realize that? Um, is it something that, you know, as a child, you know, you, you fell in love with motion, you fell in love with that art? Was it something that you realized later on? Um, can you pinpoint the exact time where you realized, OK, I love this and I, I want to do this for a living? Well, the funny thing is, I've always been into the art since I was a child. Uh, my mom always told me that, you know, she had always had to stop me drawing the Bibles in church. You know what I'm saying? Doing all the doodling and all that stuff. And I took my first photography class in high school. 
back when dark rooms was still a thing and I was developing the photos and working with film and things like that. And I really fell in love with that technique. You know, at that time, digital cameras were just coming out. And again, I love being around people. So I bought a digital camera. I think it was like a Nikon Coolpix P3000, something like that. And, you know, I just started taking pictures of my friends and I enjoyed what I was doing. And, you know, I guess the reason why people call it art because art is subjective. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when people say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Your art is beautiful to you through your vision. Now, you will have people that might enjoy what you do and they gravitate towards what you do. But ultimately, what you create is going to be expressive of what your mind is trying to get out. I just kind of carried that mentality throughout everything I did. Like I said, I draw as well. You know, I majored in fine art at Georgia Southern, didn't finish, dropped <laughs> out after like two years, uh, mostly because I felt like school was a waste of time. Never liked school. And I feel like, you know, growing up in the era that we grew up in, they kind of force people to be like, yo, you need to go to school. Whereas in my mind, I'm like, but I see people, you know, making it without school. You know what I'm saying? And you don't need to go to school to do art. You feel me? So, you know, after after spending thousands of dollars, I was like, you know what? This ain't for me. I'm out of here. And um, so I guess I guess to answer your question, the point where I figured out that this is something I'm really trying to do. Maybe I was like 19, okay. 19, 20. Okay. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna do this for real. Interesting. So, yeah, so you're 19, 20. You found your passion. It's something that, you know, you decided you want to do for a career. How did you get into Nike, Reebok? I know if people go to your website, they'll see all the cool things you've done. Um, I personally have never met someone that's worked with those companies in that capacity. Mm-hmm. So how were you able to get yourself into those rooms, get yourself into that position? I mean, there was a lot of events that piled on into that. My dad, he's a civil engineer. He got moved out to uh, Dubai. He wanted me to come with him, with with my mom. So I ended up going out there. And I remember I enrolled in a school, SAE Dubai. Shout out to the class of 2015. Did our thing. Um, I had to enroll there because at the time I was 22 and my dad couldn't sponsor me. So I had to get a visa. Only time I could do that was going to school or get a job. So while I enrolled there, I remember there was a a fashion show that we could volunteer to uh, to take pictures of and things like that. I volunteered for that. After the first day, they loved what I did so much, they put me in charge of the rest of the volunteers. And then at the end of the fashion show, they introduced me to a guy named Khaled. He introduced me to another guy named Thomas, which he was part, I don't know, owner or whatever of a company called Dubai Night. Now, Dubai Night, what they do, they go out to the clubs and the lounges, they take pictures and things like that, post it on their website. So when I started working with them, because Dubai is such, it's like it's like the Vegas of the Middle East, right? So everybody's going out and everybody's doing their thing. So you meet a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm working six days a week, going to three, four different clubs every night. And, you know, it's the same rotation of people. You're going you're gonna to run into some people who know, you know, some big people. So I made connections through there. And then after a couple of years, um, after my portfolio boosted up, after, you know, doing performances with Rick Ross and Lloyd Banks and Eric Bellinger and the rest of them, now I got a, I got catalog. So I started working with other different people randomly. And then it came to one point where I did a video for somebody at a party, at a YSL party. And the brand representatives for YSL in the Middle East saw that. And then they hit me up. They're like, hey, if we like what you did, do you mind coming in for a meeting? Went into their office. They're like, you know, we want to try this out. You know, you can tell that you're, you're good at, you know, the event thing. 
So they put me into a couple of events that they had and they managed, I think, like 20 different brands. So Polo, Diesel and all that other stuff. After that, it just kind of took off. Uh, another quick question just off of that. Have you gotten paid for every single thing you've ever done? Hell no. You haven't. No. Kind of explain that because that's something I'm seeing too. A lot of people, even some response to the show, um, you know, when it comes to passion and things and, and taking it to the next level, um, you also have to understand a lot of times you have to put the groundwork in mm-hmm. before you can actually take it to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of walk us through, you know, what that process looked like for you when you were first getting started, maybe even if it's still happening, um, as far as, you know, you getting paid for doing what you love so much. I think it comes down to opportunity cost. Sometimes the opportunity is greater than what you can get in a monetary gain. And I know people try to leverage that, especially now with social media. Oh, I'll give you exposure and the rest of it. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is if you have a goal to reach them, let's say that you want to work with a specific brand and you have all these other brands that want to work with you. They might want to pay you less money than you want or they might don't want to pay you any money at all. But at least it's going to put you on a realm to get you eventually to this spot that you want to be in. Sometimes you got to take that L. And it's not always comfortable. But again, if you're working in a creative arts kind of environment, sometimes you're going to have to. I think that really that really tests whether or not you really love what you do or not. If you really find joy in what, you, what it is that you're doing. Because it's easy to say, oh, this is my passion, but then you don't work at it. There's a lot of people who are talented in what they're doing, but they never put in the work. So they never get anywhere. You could be dope as hell. You could be as dope as you want. But if you don't grind harder than the person who doesn't have any talent, but is really trying to get to where they want to get to, you ain't going to get nowhere. And then the other thing is pride. I feel like a lot of artists have too much pride. They're like, oh, no, I don't feel like I have to do that. Well, how do you think all these other people got here? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to prove yourself. You know what I'm saying? You got to pay your dues. So it's it's a part of the process, and you just have to learn how to, you know, adapt to that. Other than that, would you say there's any negatives, any disadvantages, any bad things. You know, we always talk about being real um, when it comes to cinematography, when it comes to video, like all that stuff. Would you say there's anything um, bad? When it comes tons to, of things. All right. Give, give us an example, just a couple. You're not always going to do what you want to do. There are plenty of projects that I've worked on that I didn't like at all. <laughs> I hated the subject. I hated the artistic direction that the client was giving me. They didn't want to have my artistic input, any of that stuff. People have this misconception that just because you're filming something or just because you're the photographer of something, this was your idea. A lot of times it ain't even your idea. A lot of times it ain't even the client's idea. It's a higher-ups idea. It's coming from the GMs, coming from the presidents, coming from the brand ambassador or whatever the case may be. So it doesn't always have to be a negative, but a lot of times it can make it feel like, okay, is this, is this really what I signed up for? That can kind of take a toll on your brain, but you have to remember once again, you got to put in the work in order to get to the position that you can dictate what it is that you're doing. And then the other side is getting paid. Talking about money is not always a comfortable thing, especially with people who you feel like are in a position that's higher than yours. You know, you don't want to tell them, hey, I know this is your budget, but this is what I'm expecting to get. A lot of people don't want to talk about that, but you have to, because if you don't do it, nobody's ever going to do it for you. And I mean, there have been some times that I've worked with clients and I don't get paid at all, even though we agreed on it. I remember this one particular job. I was supposed to get paid the equivalent of, I think, $5,000. I didn't see a dime. You didn't see a dime? Nothing. And I did the whole thing from start to finish by myself. Pre-production, production. I filmed it. I edited Why? it. What happened? They just skated. And, you know, some people are like, well, you know, you should have gotten, uh, gotten a deposit and all that stuff. Well, not everybody wants to do a deposit. 
And sometimes when you're starting out, you don't really have a choice. You're like, okay, I'm just going to have to trust that they're going to pay me. But it happens, you know. So there's definitely some negatives. But, you know, once again, if you really love what you're doing, you're going to find the positives in what it is that you're doing yeah. regardless. I think two things I'm taking from what you're saying. Number one is respect yourself, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to being paid. You know, passion is cool, but if you want to do it for a living, you definitely got to respect your what you bring to the table. Um, and then number two, you said something about talent. And I think, you know, I heard something um, one time as far as the difference between talent and skill. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are talented but never develop it into a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have passion, you can have talent, but if you don't have a skill, you're never going to get paid. You're never going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, that's, that's dope, you know, just kind of bringing that. So bringing it back to the positive, what would you say is the best project you've ever worked on? Whether it's because of the people or you love the subject or whatever, what's the dopest thing you've ever worked on? Another might be time. No creatives don't like answer uh, questions like that. No, I probably I probably say F one because there's so much going on. I like chaos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like chaos. I feel like I work the best under pressure, like a lot of pressure. And in that moment, the criteria is myself and my team that I put together. We had to film everything, the whole circuit, regardless of what's going on. Film everything, bring it together, edit it down, and have it edit out by the time the night's over. Every single day for three days. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, but then when you're dealing with seven different cameras, seven different perspectives, everybody's filming all day. You got to catch this celebrity. You got to catch that driver. If you didn't get these people, they're going to look at you and be like, okay, we paid you all this money. What you here for? And then at the end of it, you have the concert that you got to cover, whether it be the weekend or it was J. Cole one year, whatever the case may be. You got to get all this stuff. And then now you got to fight over security. Security is going to do what they have to do. Everybody has to have a different badge for a different area. And sometimes you might have the right badge, but then something might have changed at that point in time that that badge doesn't work anymore. But you still have to get the shot. I enjoy that stuff because you have to solve problems on the fly. You don't have really enough time to think about it. And I feel like if you can be in that situation and pull that off, there ain't nothing you can't do. And then on top of that, the subject matter is dope as well. So like cars. (laughs) Get to meet a lot of people and all that stuff. So. Uh, what advice would you give to anybody that's trying to do what you do, whether it's just, you know, media in general, um, cinematography, photography? Uh, what advice would you give? Be serious and be hungry. If you're not serious about what you're doing, you're going to fizzle out. I don't care how much you think you love it. If, you, if you're not taking it seriously, it's not going to work for you. And then on top of that, you got to be hungry. If you're not willing to put in the work, if you're not willing to, you know, stay up all night, or work all day. Sometimes you might be doing a job. It starts at 6 a.m. You don't get done until 10 p.m. And then you got to put that edit together and have a rough draft by morning, the next morning. If you're not ready to do that, it ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? Because there are plenty of other people, especially now in this day and age, with Instagram and the rest of it, people are fine. Like, there's some people who don't even do this for a living and they're dope. So what you going to do? If you got those two things, I think you'd be straight. But if you're not willing to do that, don't even don't even try to come over here with all that. Um, so last thing, you know, we always tell people, go ahead and plug. We'll give you 30 seconds to a minute. Um, whatever it is you want to plug, go ahead. The floor is yours. All right. Uh, I am manymocha.com. That's my website. If you ever see, want to see what I do, if you want to contact me, my contact is on there as well. Legacy 243 Consultants coming out soon. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I find joy helping people figure out what they need to do in media and try to, you know, grow their business or grow their brand. So look out for that. It's going to be popping. 
and we're going to get this paper. And let me give him the credit. We would not be here without my guy right here. Um, he's the one that gave me the idea of even starting this podcast. So definitely check him out for consulting. I promise you, you will not be led astray. Definitely check him out. Check us out. Subscribe, rate us, review. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. Or you can go to stories.yufinancial.co. Um, make sure you leave us a review so that we can keep growing. Keep telling you guys these stories. Anything else? Hey, get after it and don't stop. Get after it and get paid and know your worth. That's the message. Always. Always, always. All right, we'll see you guys next week.